Greetings in the Master's name. I'd like for you to turn to number 696 in the uh, hymns of the church. I thought I would give you the number also in the church hymnal, but I was surprised to find that this song is not in the church hymnal. It's in the Christian hymnal and it's in the Christian hymnary. It's in life songs and songs and church and Sunday school hymnal, but it's not in church hymnal or Zion's praises. Uh, number 696, Take Time to Be Holy. Just uh, reading the words of this song. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. Abide in him always and feed on his word. Make friends of God's children, help those who are weak, forgetting in nothing his blessing to seek. Take time to be holy, the world crushes on. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. By looking to Jesus, like him thou shalt be, thy friends and thy conduct his likeness shall see. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide, and run not before him, whatever betide. In joy or in sorrow, still follow thy Lord. And looking to Jesus, still trust in his word. Take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control thus led by his spirit to fountains of love thou soon shalt be fitted for service above take time uh, perhaps you've heard the little poem life is just a minute I've only just a minute only 60 seconds in it forced upon me can't refuse it didn't seek it didn't choose it but it's up to me to use it i must suffer if i lose it give an account if i abuse it just a tiny little minute but eternity is in it And perhaps you've heard the analogy, if someone put, suppose that someone put $86,400 in your bank account every morning and you had the day to spend it and you had just that day to spend it and whatever you didn't spend, it was gone and the next morning you would get another $86,400 in your account every day. Well, it's 86,400 seconds in a day and you get it each day. And what you do with it is how you spend it. Take time. Take is an action word. It speaks of some effort, some planning, some doing. Take time. 
the uh, turn to uh, Ephesians 5. Now, if we were going to do an expository sermon on the subject rather than a topical sermon, I suppose we would just spend our time on these verses. But that's not the way we're doing this morning. But uh, Ephesians 5, verses 15 to 20. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit." speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. The uh, verse 15 in the uh, 20th century New Testament, verse 15 and 16 says, Take great care then how you live, circumspectly, looking all around, being aware, not unwisely, but wisely, making the most of every opportunity, for these are evil days. Some translations where it says redeeming the time says buying back. Redeeming is, you know, buying back something. So anyway, we have time. We have those 86,400 seconds every day to redeem. And it gives us some ideas here on... Uh, things that help along that line being filled with the spirit uh, filling ourselves with spiritual thoughts psalms hymns spiritual songs singing to the lord making melody in our heart to the lord giving thanks for all things and then verse 21 would be part of it too submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of god take time to be holy To be holy. First Peter one fifteen again ten twentieth century New Testament, but in your whole life, show yourselves to be holy, after the pattern of the Holy One from whom you received your call. And in verse sixteen in the King James, because it is written, "Be holy, for I am holy." what God says. And then in, from the Old Testament, actually Peter was quoting the Old Testament, I think, referring to it, Leviticus 19.2, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel and say unto them, Ye shall be holy, for I the Lord your God am holy. One person commenting on this song said, Becoming a holy person is intentional. You have to work at it. When God says to Israel, consecrate yourselves, he is putting the ball in our court. In other words, pursue. Pursue whatever it takes to be a holy man, a holy woman, a holy nation. Pursue whatever it takes. Okay. Take time to be holy. Speak oft with thy Lord. 
Okay, speaking with the Lord, what's that? Prayer. Speak oft. Speak often with our Lord. Again, someone commenting on the song said, reflecting the writer's personal experience that prayer deepens faith. Romans 12, 12, continuing instant or steadfast in prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, pray without ceasing. Colossians 4, 2, continue in prayer. In that parable in Luke 18, starts out, he spake a parable to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Speak oft with thy Lord. Communion with God is necessary and an aid to holiness. And then it says, the next phrase is, abide in him always. Abide. Abide in him. What scripture does that bring to your mind? John 15, right, the abiding chapter. Uh, well, in fact, let's just read a few verses there. John 15. Uh, maybe just a, maybe it's 5 through 7. John 15, 5 through 7. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. There's a little book that uh, Andrew Murray wrote called Abide in Christ. I think it was 31 devotionals been a long time since I've looked at it, but abiding in Christ, what all is tied up in that word abiding? I'm not expounding on that this morning, but there's a connection there. There's a resting there. There's, But especially that connection, we know about the vine and the branches, and if a grapevine it comes loose from the main vine, it just withers, and, and that's what the picture is here. So we have to stay connected to Christ. And I would say about this thing about holiness, I might refer to that at the end also again, but without me, you can do nothing. We can't generate holiness on our own. It only comes through our connection with Christ. And uh, so, yeah. I uh, see, Adam Clark said it this way. Well, let's see, Robertson Word Picture said, the only way to continue clean or pruned and to bear fruit is to maintain vital spiritual connection with Christ. Adam Clark said about um, abiding in Christ and Christ abiding in us, these two things are absolutely necessary to our salvation that we continue closely united to Christ by faith and love and live in and to him. 
that we continually receive from him the power to do good. For as the branch, however good in itself, cannot bear fruit from itself, neither can ye unless ye abide in me. As the branch partakes of the nature of the tree, is nourished by it, and lives by its life, so ye must be made partakers of the divine nature. In Christ and Christ in you, Well, the next phrase, and feed on his word, feed on his word. What's that? Yeah, Bible reading. And what kind of Bible reading? It says feed. Now, there's a fellowship meal after the service. Are you looking forward to it? You're going to feed yourself uh, right now with uh, what I'm dealing with. I'm really not very hungry. My digestive system isn't working quite right. And so I eat because I know I should. Um, and that would indicate that I'm probably not quite what I ought to be right now. And that's one reason I came late and why I'll make myself scarce. But if, do you, or do I, Feed on God's word. Do I have a hunger for it? Do I have to make myself go to the table? I know sometimes it's routine. But I think it says something. Then it says make friends of God's children. Uh, the effect on you of the people you associate with. Uh, the people you associate with, it affects the grooves that your mind runs in, what you think about and how you think about your interests and desires. I was uh, maybe 10, 11, 12. I was trying to figure it out one time. I thought maybe I was 12 and then I think Somebody said, no, it's probably closer to 10. But the Harold Camel family lived in Augusta County, and they were going to a church up there, but then they wanted to, uh, they felt the church up there was slipping some, and so they started coming to Pike. And there was a young fellow in there, well, they had a bunch of boys in their family, but one of them was very close to my age, and I don't know, just some, I don't know, somehow we clicked, and Boyd Camel, and... Uh, that, that was a good influence on me. We were just pretty thick. Uh, in fact, uh, I was still in school uh, as we grew up, but he, he went to Carbon Hill Bible School. I never did go to Winter Bible School because I was in college. But uh, Mom and Dad, when I was 18, Mom and Dad had got me a, uh, a raincoat. 
you know, like people don't wear those kind of trench coats anymore. I guess it's out of style, but I still got mine. But anyway, um, the first person that wore it was Boyd Campbell. He, their family was pretty poor, and he didn't have one, so I gave him mine to go along to Bible school. So we were pretty thick. But uh, that was a good influence on me. The people you associate with, they have a lot to do. Make friends of God's children. Help those who are weak. And again, someone commenting on the song said, The invitation to holiness extends to care for God's children and those who are weak, echoing the twin commandments, Matthew 22, 36, 40, to love God and neighbor. The second verse starts out, Take time to be holy, the world rushes on. And I was thinking you could also say the world rushes in. And it's interesting how our minds work. I hadn't thought of this for a long time, but I'm not really into science fiction. And I don't remember why I read this one, if I read the whole thing or parts of it. I think maybe I did read the whole thing. It's been a long time. But there was this science fiction thing called uh, Dream Thief was the name of the book. And it was like this cosmic thing between good and evil. It's interesting how often some of those literary things do deal with major concepts, but it was like, uh, well, these people were out on the spaceship and stuff. But anyway, uh, some evil force was trying to take over the universe, and they were doing it through somehow getting into the minds of the good people and somehow controlling them and turning them into whatever. I, I don't remember all the details. But anyway, it was Dream Thief. And what I thought about that, the reason that title came to me is because the world rushes on. I was thinking about Time Thief. Time Thief. There's a lot of time thieves. And this is one of them. That's one of them. And I think most of you know about that. This one is not so much for me as my, because I'm more old time, my, my uh, um, desktop. Uh, but it doesn't have to be an electronic device. Newspaper. For 35 years, we didn't get a newspaper. And you know what? We survived. I like to think that I only spend about 15 minutes reading the newspaper. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, I'm just saying there's a lot of time thieves. What take? Okay, those 86,400 seconds. How do you spend them? How do I spend them? And what are the thieves? Time thieves. The world rushes on. What steals our time? The interesting verse in 2 Samuel 14, 14, it's this old, Joab put this old lady up to come talk to David, I think it was. But anyway, 
the, a phrase in that verse is very interesting. We must needs die and are as water spilt on the ground which cannot be gathered up again. So go home, get yourself a pint of water, go outside, pour it on the ground, and then try and gather it up and put it back in the jar. That's what your life is like. That's what my life is like. It's once it's gone, it's gone. And once the day is gone, it's gone. So how do I spend it? Take time to be holy. Take time to be holy. Spend much time in secret with Jesus alone. Well, that comes back to prayer again. Spend much time. What is much time? There was a... Uh, Early 1900s, first quarter, I don't know exactly when he died. Uh, Rees Howes was, uh, there's a book written about him actually, Rees Howes Intercessor or something like that. But um, just reading a little bit about him. Every great leader in their life of faith has learned one universal lesson. There are no shortcuts. These kinds of leaders are not made in a day, but on a daily basis. Rees Howes was no exception to the rule, and he was led by the Holy Spirit to build a life of faith learned through experience. Big testimonies come through growing your faith through the small things of life as we demonstrate our willingness to uh, as we demonstrate our willingness to listen to the Holy Spirit and follow wherever He leads. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. By this, my fathers glorify that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. It's quoting John 15, 7, 8. Proving God in small things, then larger things, led to an ever-increasing faith to stand in the face of insurmountable odds. And this person that was writing, when I read about the life of this man, I see simple but radical obedience. As the Holy Spirit would make his direction known to Rees, there would be an honest wrestling with the weakness of his flesh in order to enter into a life truly led by the Spirit. In 1924, Rees Howes founded the Bible College of Wales with the aim of training and sending laborers into the harvest field who had learned not only theology but also a practical life of faith. Students were required to pray through for victory in their daily needs and burdens, whether that was for a needed toothbrush or for tuition. Inspired by George Mueller, Rees set the standard for his community as he contended in prayer to acquire the massive properties needed for the school to be established. Leonard Ravenhill gave insight into Rees' head and life of faith, obedience, and prayer in this area. This is something Leonard Ravenhill wrote, but he had visited the Bible College of Wales after Rees' house had passed away. And um, so he says, After I spoke at a session in the Bible School of Wales, Mrs. Rees' house, who was a widow by then, called me for a private talk. 
As we stood on the veranda of her home, overlooking beautiful Swansea Bay, I can see her finger upheld as she said, Many talk of my husband's buying this place with a shilling, 14 cents, in his pocket. What they forget is that he prayed 12 hours a day for 11 months to know the mind of God. Brethren, that's discipline. Spend much time in prayer. 12 hours a day for 11 months. I would say that's much time. I'd say it qualifies. By looking to Jesus, last part of the second stanza, by looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be, thy friends and thy conduct his likeness shall see. How many of you have read the story, The Great Stone Face by Nathaniel Hawthorne? Oh, a number of you have. To me, of course, that's just a Nathaniel Hawthorne story, but the way that story is crafted, uh, that's the perfect illustration, or somehow the way you... I don't know what Nathaniel Hawthorne had in mind, and I don't have time. I copied stuff down here from the story, but I don't really have time to go into it. I think what I'll do is print it off and put it in your mailboxes on Wednesday, Lord willing. Uh, so rather than, if you read that story, um, and think about this, by looking to Jesus like him thou shalt be, thy friends and thy conduct his likeness shall see. Well, anyway, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it. Okay, I'll skip that. Take time to be holy. Let him be thy God. And run not before him, whatever be tied. If we're spending serious time in fellowship with God, here's some thoughts that came to me. It is not as likely we will act on our own impulses and much more likely that we will know his mind and will in any given matter. On the other hand, if our time with him is skimpy, it is much more likely we will make hasty decisions or self-pleasing decisions or decisions based on the limitations of human reasoning and perception that may turn out to be inconvenient, at least, difficult, likely, and sometimes disastrous. In joy or in sorrow, still follow thy Lord. If we are taking time to be holy, through the vicissitudes of life, we're in a better position to follow and to trust. I wanted to use that word vicissitude, but I don't like to use necessarily big words, so I looked it up. A change of circumstance or fortune, typically one that is unwelcome or unpleasant. And I say when those times come in our life, if we're taking time to be holy, we're in a better position to follow and trust God. 
Take time to be holy, be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. 2 Corinthians 10.5 Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And then, uh, quoting someone that was writing about the song, in stanza three, Jesus becomes the guide that we follow and trust. The final stanza suggests that when we take time to be holy, our souls become calm. This calmness leads to Jesus' control in our lives. Control manifests itself in fountains of love. This love, in turn, fits us for service above. Now, I'd like for you to turn the page in your songbook to 698. Help me to be holy, O Father of light. Guilt burdened and lowly, I bow in thy sight. How shall a stained conscience dare gaze on thy face, even though in thy presence thou grant me a place? Help me to be holy, O Savior divine. Why conquer so slowly this nature of mine? Stamp deeply thy likeness where Satan's hath been. Expel with thy brightness my darkness and sin. Help me to be holy, O Spirit divine. Come sanctify holy this temple of mine. Now cast out each idol, here set up thy throne. Reign, reign without rival, supreme and alone. I said I might come back to this at the end. We cannot generate holiness. I wonder sometimes. I wonder if some people think that that wouldn't be a proper song to sing. Six ninety-eight. It almost sounds defeatist. But I was. I, I, I thought about Isaiah, when Isaiah said, "Woe is me, for I'm undone. I'm a man of unclean lips." When a when a man sees himself before the holiness of God. He starts thinking like this song here, 698. And I believe in victorious Christian living. But the uh, they were holy. Well, holy. Okay, the saints in the Old Testament, when they uh, occasionally, I, I, how things worked in the Old Testament, when they saw God, however God manifested himself to him, they fell on their face like they were goners. If we'd get, if we get a little glimpse of God and his holiness, we wouldn't think very much of our own holiness. But it should motivate us to take time to be holy. In other words, there's a balance. I mean, take time to be holy. Okay, so this song says, help me to be holy. 
So we don't just sit back and say, okay, God poured in, you know. That's part of it. He, 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 he moves on us. But we take time to be holy. If we don't take time to be holy, it's not going to happen. Genesis 3.8 They heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Well, we know the story of the fall. But they heard the voice of God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And God wants to walk with us. Will we take time to be holy? Let's kneel for prayer.